When was the last time you heard something someone said to you? Or maybe it was a thought that you had that you accepted as true. Hook, line, and sinker. And then you reacted to it without even thinking. As opposed to being able to respond to it. Well, it happened to me earlier this week. I got triggered. And I got angrier than I've been in a long, long time. I really did not give myself the opportunity to respond. And so I share with you something that Aristotle once said. It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to slow things down so that we can unlearn a lifetime of things that we've been taught that are getting in the way, that are getting in the way of our happiness and our health and really no longer serve us. So let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang, and this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you wanna find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 127. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to focus this episode on unlearning what you've been taught that no longer serves you. And so the reason I want to talk about it is because this past few weeks have been filled with triggering events. So last week I talked about expanding your coping toolkit and we talked about the emotion wheel. This week I really want to spend some time talking about how we can actually unlearn what we've been taught and replace them with things that do service, with thoughts that do service. So when I think about triggering events, if we go back a month or so, it was the Uvalde shooting. And then since then, all the conversations around gun control or responsible gun ownership, mental health issues. And then this past week, Roe v. Wade got overturned. And so regardless of what side of the issue you're on, 
I know there are a lot of strong emotions behind it. Now, what I want to talk about today, I really want to focus on examples of triggering thoughts or events as it relates to weight loss. But be sure that what I'm talking about today can definitely be applied to things outside weight loss. So for example, if as a woman you've been given this message that you're incomplete if you don't have children or that you're supposed to want to get married, that you're supposed to be married, that you'll be an old maid if you're not married, (laughs) okay? Or I definitely got this message when I was working in high tech that I was too ambitious. So any of those messages that you've gotten, what I'm going to cover today can definitely be applied to that. But I'm really going to focus, hone in on examples that are related to weight loss. So some of the things, the bigger topics might include that dieting is how you lose weight. That's something that we've been taught. Another that's, I think, far more insidious is that your worth or your lovability or your beauty or your attractiveness is a function of the size or shape of your body. And this particular episode, this topic was actually inspired by Alicia McCavill who has been described as a self-love activist. So when it comes to weight loss, some of the other examples, I would say, have a lot to do with the food police. Anytime you have a thought around food that leaves you feeling guilty, like you've done something wrong. For example, I think last couple weeks ago, I shared that my dad said, Coke has a lot of sugar. Sugar will make you fat, which was also a thinly veiled way of him saying, I think you need to lose weight. So anytime we've gotten into this mode of feeling bad when we've eaten certain foods, those are triggers. Those are things that don't really serve us. Now, I want to make a distinction here very clear. This is different from if you eat a certain food and it physically makes you feel bad. So you're allergic to it or perhaps you have some kind of sensitivity to it. So I know for a while there I was really sensitive to MSG. You may actually be really sensitive to gluten or dairy or something like that. That trigger is about listening to it and making sure that we're actually honoring what our body is telling us. That's fundamentally different from the trigger I'm talking about, where it's more related to a thought that you're having and how you're interpreting it and how it's making you feel as a result of that interpretation. Okay, just to be clear. So let's talk about probably the most common thought that doesn't serve us. And I will say it's the way in which we're thinking about it that doesn't serve us. It doesn't necessarily mean that we can't find a way when we have that thought to feel positively about it. So if someone has recently told you, you need to lose weight, or if you have that thought, I need to lose weight, 
first thing I want you to do is notice the thought. Okay, that's the first step. We have something like 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts going through our head every day. So many of them we're not aware of. So it's vitally important if we're finding ourselves triggered to be able to notice them, to become aware of them. And then I want you to shine a light on it. So first step is notice. Second step would be to name them. And last week, I actually talked about the emotion wheel as a way to help you identify the thoughts and the feelings that you're having and how that shows up in your body. So if you hear or if you have the thought, I need to lose weight and it creates anger or sadness or frustration I know, especially if you've been on that struggle bus, it's frustrating. If you've been judged just based on the size of your body, I know it can create a lot of anger. Okay, so if the interpretation, when you hear that, has something to do with your lovability, your attractiveness, your sense of belonging. If it has anything to do with that, I want to reframe it. Okay. Now, at the same time, I will say that the third step in this process after notice and name is all around normalizing it. As in how you're feeling based on that interpretation is perfectly normal. It's not about how you're supposed to feel. It is, you absolutely have a right to feel how you feel. And to the extent that you can sit with that emotion and process the emotion, then what we want to do is find calm on the other side to be able to let it go. And the way we do that is in steps four and five, reflect and reframe. So there's a wonderful quote by Aristotle that goes like this. It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. So what I want you to do is recognize that so much of the emotion that we may be feeling is because we've accepted that thought. And what I want us now to do, once we've processed through that emotion, is to actually reflect on it, to entertain the thought. Now, if you can get to the point where before you actually even react to the thought, you're able to reflect upon it, you're able to entertain it, that would be awesome. Sometimes though, that's just not the case. Again, perfectly normal. There's that difference between a reaction, which is automatic, and a response, which is conscious and deliberate. And so this is what we're aiming for, to be able to respond as opposed to just react, as opposed to having it be reflex if it doesn't serve us. 
Now, I say if it doesn't serve us because I think that, for example, if you're startled and you jump, that's a reflexive reaction. I think those do serve us. So I'm, I'm not eliminating all of them. There's a reason we have them. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones, again, that don't serve us. So now if we reflect on a thought, so let's take the example of I need to lose weight or someone telling you you need to lose weight. It may actually sound true. May not be helpful though, may not be kind, may not be necessary, but it sounds true. And quite honestly, when we observe how people are treated in our society, in our culture, it seems like it's true that our worth may be a function of the size or shape of our bodies, but it's actually not. And certainly just because that's how people are treated doesn't make it right. All I have to do is look at the civil rights movement. So again, just because it happens doesn't make it right. This is what I want you to be able to recognize. When something may be what you observe, but it's not actually true. The second part of the reflection is to ask why. Why is this statement being said? What's the intent behind it? If a physician is saying, I would like to see you lose a few pounds. Do you really think that the reason behind that has anything to do with your attractiveness? Or is their focus about your health? Because that's fundamentally different. But I understand the desire to lose weight simply because you want to shut them up. You just don't want to hear it anymore. But I, I hope that you can tease those two things apart. Losing weight for your health versus losing weight in order to look a certain way. Those are two fundamentally different things. That intention is very, very important. Now, if a parent is saying it because they want what is best for you, understand while that part of it may be true, it still may not be helpful. And again, I would go back to why is that person saying it? Same thing if a partner or a spouse is saying it. If somehow it gets tied back to themselves, for example, a parent saying that, if it's a reflection about them being a good parent or buying into the narrative that in order to be successful, your body has to be a certain shape and size. Or if it's tied somehow to they want other people to envy them or their own sense of pride, recognize. Number one, that's all about them, not about you. And number two, that's all about external validation. That's about caring so much about what other people think as opposed to knowing what you're worth.
your worth as a human being and looking at you as the total package. Now we're talking about who you are, the kind of person you are, and not about what you do or the things that you've accomplished. And all of this I bring up in the context of wanting to heal your relationship with food as well as with yourself, to go to bat for yourself. So when you've had a chance to reflect upon the statement, whether it's true, whether it's kind, whether it's necessary, whether it's helpful, and how it's being interpreted. What are you making it mean about you versus is it actually about the person who just said it? So when you're able to get to that place, if that thought does not serve you, it's time to reframe it. And when it comes to the subject of weight loss or body image, I want you to define success in your own terms. What does success mean to you? What does it look like? I want you to be moving towards something, not away from something. I want it to be about because you deserve to feel better because you're worth taking care of. It's not about shutting up the critics. It's not about comparing yourself to anybody else. So this is about where you are today, which is really the cumulative effect of all your yesterdays. So this is all about really acceptance of where you are today. This is about where you are today, which is basically the cumulative effect of all of our yesterdays. And well, at this point, there's nothing we can do about yesterday or last year or 10 years ago. So if there's any guilt around what we've done before, then this may also mean we need to work on forgiving ourselves for not having done something in the past. Maybe you didn't even know it yet. So as Maya Angelou says, she has a wonderful quote that says, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. So if anything I'm talking about today is new to you, Let's figure out how to move forward. Let's put all our energy on moving forward. And if we can forgive ourselves for what we didn't know before and let that go, all that energy that's tied up in the past becomes available to us today and moving forward. And then of course, we want to move forward based on our own definition of success. And since you're listening to a podcast titled Happy and Healthy, I believe that part of your long-term goals includes being happy and healthy. 
And in order to create the conditions for a happy and healthy life, we got to create a really solid foundation. And that's where we go into the fundamental five self-care habits I'm always talking about. So we're talking about getting enough water and making sure we have enough fruits and vegetables every day, getting enough sleep, mindful movement, and listening to our body. So eating when we're hungry and stopping when we're comfortably full. And of course, for those of you who have been following me or who have been listening to this podcast, you know that those are actually the fundamental five for lasting weight loss. If we were going to talk about beyond that, lasting weight loss and beyond, that's where then we also need to talk about three more, what I call the magic eight. So it's the fundamental five plus meditation, embracing stress, and cultivating relationships. And by relationships, I do mean with people. Although, we could certainly also talk about our relationships with food, with money, and definitely with ourselves. So if being happy and healthy are part of your definition of what it means to be successful, that's truly the journey that you want to be on then let's focus again on the habits and let go of these thoughts that really don't serve us. So losing weight because you want to be healthier and you want to feel better, that's about taking care of you. And quite frankly, if you don't want to lose weight, if you don't feel like that's what's important, that's perfectly fine too. Again, it's about defining success in your own terms based on your values and what's important to you so that you're spending time on what's important to you. Your priorities line up with your values and your long-term goals, right? What you do every day. So I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by E.E. Cummings. It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B.com and sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. Mm -hmm.